when he's asked that one simple question, how do you feel? What will often happen is that he'll freeze right in his tracks and usually say, I don't know. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. everybody to this episode of men and emotional honesty so first i want to say hey if you're a man listening to this good on you mm-hmm. and if you are a woman listening to this good on you that's right because for the men that are listening to it you're brave enough to want to understand and want to explore what it is to be emotionally honest because i am assuming that you're listening to my podcast because you want to better your relationships. And this is definitely one part of it is about really understanding what emotional honesty is. And also for you women, it's really good to understand what's behind your man's thoughts and the feelings and challenges around emotional honesty. And you may also even be seeing aspects of yourself in this. So you can substitute when I talk about men to talk about yourself also because emotional honesty goes across the board for all people, the challenges that we have. But I'm gonna particularly talk about men because I do think it's more, oh, let's say a challenging phenomenon because men don't grow up in the emotional world. And we sure do have our emotions, but we're not encouraged to speak our emotions. In some ways, we're not even encouraged to feel our emotions until we get into a relationship and it's time. You know, the world is changing. We know there are so many challenges that we're having right now as I speak around the COVID pandemic. There are so many transformations that are happening. There's a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, so many opportunities to connect emotionally. So I think it's imperative that, especially we men, understand and learn the tools to be what I call a relational hero. And I'm not talking about men becoming women in that way. A lot of times I hear men say that, I don't want to become a woman. I'm not a woman in the way that women are into their emotions and understand it. We are different. I get that. It's no becoming more of who you are, becoming more authentic as a man. And emotional honesty is the road to that. So, what is emotional honesty? As the term suggests, you know, it involves being honest about one's feelings. And while that might sound like a simple idea, emotional honesty in relationships can be a remarkably uncommon thing. And even the most outwardly honest men can have difficulty being honest about their emotions. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to explore it. I'm going to help you understand it. And I'm going to get you more comfortable with it. <laughs> All right. 
So before we do get on with that monologue episode, I do want to thank a couple people who have recently donated to my podcast. I want to thank a reoccurring donor, Andy from Asheville. Thank you so much, Andy. I really appreciate all your support. And also Charles from Quebec. Thank you, Charles. And I've enjoyed us going back and forth in that appreciation. So if this podcast has helped you in any way and you feel inclined to support the podcast, you're welcome to go to my webpage, heartsharecounseling.com, click on support the podcast page, and you can leave a one-time donation or reoccurring donation. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast, for listening to this podcast, for sharing this podcast. Because as I keep saying, I am truly passionate about relationships and connections and thriving relationships. And I really do believe that in our challenging times, especially right now, it is these connections, our deep relational connections, that are going to get us through all of this challenge. Okay, everybody, enjoy this monologue on men and emotional honesty. Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, I want you to go with me on a little ride, and I'm going to go ahead and talk to you men for a little bit. Let's just say that you and your woman, you're sitting on a beach, Mm, beautiful day, you just had a little snack, and you're staring out at the beautiful waves, and you're hearing the sounds of the water, and you really feel connected, and you feel happy. And all of a sudden, your your woman turns to you and says, Hey, honey, what are you feeling? So what do you feel, man? Usually maybe a little startled. Maybe you get a little silent. And then your woman says, Come on, honey, you can tell me. And what do you usually say? Um, I don't know. And she looks and she says, Sure you do. Please talk to me. And then you can feel a little agitation. And you might look at her and say, Hey, what? What are you doing? Don't don't spoil it. And she looks at you and says, what? I'm spoiling it? Yeah, there it goes, right? The tension starts rising. And maybe at this point, maybe you fall silent. Maybe you want to change the subject. Maybe also you might strike out a little bit of sarcasm or anger. And you want to get out of there. What's going on? Well, I'm going to tell you, (laughs) this is an example of becoming overwhelmed with a deep sense of dread. It's a visceral sense. Literally, we feel it in the gut, maybe in the solar plexus. And this invitation from your woman, it starts to seem like a demand. It starts to feel urgent. And the curiosity that she started with feels like criticism. And the more that she comes forward, Offering to explore more of these things relationally, usually the more what you feel is dread. Mm-hmm. And this is a typical scene, a typical story that I hear over and over on my sofa in my office when I'm doing counseling with a couple. You know, when asked to describe communication problems, a couple 
will almost say something like, we don't communicate well. Or she will say, our communication is really bad. And one that I hear a lot is, he doesn't know how to communicate. And it will come as no surprise to you that women often complain that their partner is unable or unwilling or just plain, mm, I say devoid of any ability to make an emotional connection. And wait, of course, of course, there are plenty of men out there who do a wonderful job of connecting to their partners. But also, there are many men who don't. And I'm going to speak to that challenge more. And I know right now, you men that are listening, you're kind of feeling it in the gut already. You're feeling that relational dread, even talking about emotional honesty, even talking about that dreadful feeling that we get. And I really do think that this dread is not fear of the relationships per se, but it's actually the fear of what often seems to be required of us men in terms of communicating about the relationship or the experiences of being in a relationship. And a lot of men often feel this dread dealing with relationship issues and emotional focused conversations. And that's whether you're in private or in the contents of what I experience in couples counseling. And I think it's because of the male gender role that prohibits the sharing of emotions, what we grew up with. And a lot of men, they fear that they will fail at this task, that shame is really at the bottom of this, that they will look foolish for even trying. And sometimes we are told that, that we're not satisfying our partner's desire when we are sharing. And also it can lead to, let's say a man getting frozen, paralyzed, when they fear that something bad is going to happen if they become engaged in this relationship conversation. Because again, I think at the bottom of this is also the fear of failure at the task of exhibiting and demonstrating their competence in relating to their partner. I hear it over and over again from men. I can't do it right. I'm always wrong. I can't satisfy her. And I also think that men become very flooded with, let's say, negative thoughts about his own inability to maybe give the words, express, produce the feeling words that his partner may be asking of him. And again, he may also be feeling this deep sense of shame that is associated with this fear of his inadequacy, his incompetence. And because of this feeling of shame and dread, many men will not even give it a try. They'll defend, avoid, squirm, want to get the hell out of Dodge, or unfortunately blame and express anger and sabotage their own connection. But most of the time, when a man is caught in that freezing of the relational dread, when he's asked that one simple question, how do you feel? What will often happen is that he'll freeze right in his tracks and usually say, I don't know. And he truly may not know. He may not have the access and the self-awareness and the emotional vocabulary 
to know. Or that feeling of relational dread, that phenomenon, he may just be terrified of going there, which then provokes frustration in his partner. And then the distance and the disconnection starts to happen in the relationship. I know some of us, I even see it, we go to distraction by tuning out, maybe changing the subject, maybe, of course, making a joke, or even turning the charm on, which also provokes more and more frustration and distance from his partner because she wants the connection. She wants the intimacy to know and to be known. You know, I also hear it from a lot of men that they fear that opening up to a feelings discussion will lead to a marathon processing hell that will go on and on and on. And also because they have that experience. So quick tip number one, when you are going to go there, make an agreement. You can make an agreement that you talk about this issue and set a timer for 10 minutes. Discussion ends, boom, 10 minutes, no matter what. Then usually the man will spend less time avoiding because it is not so aversive, challenging. And his partner, she gets more of actually what she needs overall to hear what he's feeling. Because I do think that men dread this lack of structure. So when I'm working with couples, I give them that uh, relationship friendly tool strategies, like even just active listening to reflect back what it is that you're hearing, to validate and acknowledge the emotions, the feelings, you know, clear ground rules about one person talking at a time, no name calling, no characterization and put downs. Those are off limits, no blaming. And I just usually look at the man and I name it. I say to him, I know you don't feel like you're very good at this and that your partner is disappointed, but I'm going to help you figure it out. I know that you can do this. And men out there, I know you can. You can just name it to your partner. You can say something as simple as this. I am really trying to be more of the man that you want me to be and more of the man that I want to be. I'm just freaked out that I might fail at this. That's why I shut down so much. Boom. That's being emotionally honest right there. So I'm going to speak to you women that are listening right now. If your man expresses that emotionality, that emotional honesty, and he's not validated or appreciated for it, then he's going to be less likely to try it again. And that's not blowing smoke up his ass. That is naming the courage that he is expressing. And when you validate and acknowledge something, you get more of that. So you women, you can answer something to that. Like, hmm, thank you. Now I get where you're coming from. I really appreciate you opening up. How can I help you feel more safe trying to talk more? See, that's acknowledging that he just expressed that he's freaked out and that he might fail instead of trying to tell him, no, 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 you won't fail. Or tell him the times that you're really hurt by him shutting down. Don't go there. Understand the courage that it takes for someone, your man, 
to express his honest emotion just even in that one sentence. You can reframe your partner's behavior that he's actually a good man struggling rather than a cold man withdrawing. Ooh, you like that? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Because, as we all know, for people to become intimate and to also enrich that intimacy, they need and must feel safe. And to feel safe, they must trust each other. It could also mean that if a man is acting cold and his partner asks if he's mad, he can actually confirm her reality and acknowledge and say something like, yeah, I am kind of upset with you for what you said the other night. Instead of saying, no, what are you talking about? I'm just feeling a little tired. Is there something wrong with that? See, men, we don't need to get defensive. We don't need to avoid. We can speak our emotional truth from groundedness, with assertiveness, without blame, without anger. Again, to be known and to actually bring our partner closer to us. So I'm going to just put out that I don't advocate that people in relationships pretend that they are in a 24-7, what we call encounter group, where they're always reporting their feelings all the time. And actually, no successful couple that I know actually operates in that way. But they do practice sharing their feelings of hurt, self-doubt, anxieties, jealousy, and also positive emotions of excitement, of joy, and inspiration. And those kind of sharings of emotions are the lifeblood of relationships. And I will put out to you, men, that if you don't know your own feelings, if they're repressed, if you're in denial, if you're just oblivious, or if you know them, but you lack the skill of actually the language capacity to express them, or if you also know how to express them but are afraid to, I think that you're actually shortchanging yourself and also your relationship. So that's why I put out to you, going this route is heroic. I think it's the part of becoming a full human being. And I don't want you, again, to not have that experience, to shortchange yourself of that experience, of you experiencing yourself that way, and your partner and your relationships and your children and your friends and your family not experiencing you in that way. And I will say that I am with heroic men at times in my counseling, the men that do take that courage and that chance to express what they're feeling emotionally and to be honest about it. When a male client of mine says to his partner, I need to tell you right now, with your anger and how you're expressing it, I get very scared. I go back to when I was a kid and feel punished. I want to be able to hear your anger, but when I'm coming to you and holding your hand and just listening to you with love, but you're expressing your anger, is so high and intense, I feel really sad. That's a man that wants connection. That's a man that wants to be known. And I think exactly 
that is what a woman wants, even though it might be hard for her to hear that at that moment. But women, if you truly want to know the answer to that question, what are you feeling? Then be prepared to hear it. And again, emotional honesty is different than, let's say, behavioral honesty. You know, there are people that lie, that cheat, that don't tell the truth. But if your man does tell you his emotional truth, and you say to him something like, I don't believe you, I think what you're trying to say is that you don't think that he's being honest about his moodiness or about his motivation or about why he's getting critical or why he's withdrawing. So it's much better instead of saying, I don't believe you, is to say, I'd rather you be more straight with me about why you're withdrawing, why you're being moody, why you're being critical. I don't believe you is just going to get defensiveness, the hamster wheel and the boomerang of defensiveness. So I consistently tell men that knowing their own feelings is a sign of authenticity and expressing them opens the doors to deeper intimacy because there's something wrong when these are lacking. And I like to remind men not to tell themselves that they are just being honest with their partner just because they are not lying about their actions. Both of you, the relationship requires more than just that factual honesty. And I see men getting better and better at this. So I'm going to put it out there. You can do this, men. You can do this. Hey, it's risky. It's courageous. But the rewards of feeling that authenticity and being open is so much better than hiding. So I think one successful attribute to increase authenticity and intimacy by sharing emotional honesty is actually the the capacity to actually develop what we call distress tolerance. And that is just learning how to bear pain skillfully. And that's a practice. It's a mindfulness practice. It's getting the practice of having non-judgmental observations of one's present emotional state, however distressing that it is. You might be thinking to yourself and saying, I can't do anything for now to change how I feel or to change the situation. So it's much better for me to just be aware of it, accept it for what it is, than rather than do something that will make it worse. That's tolerating your distress. And I would imagine if you've listened this long in the podcast so far, you are tracking some of your distress tolerance. So good on you. So again, when we are being emotionally honest, when we're operating from that plane, we admit to ourselves what our deepest feelings are. And also we learn to understand why we feel the way that we do. And emotional honesty can be confronting and even frightening at times for also those of us who are used to concealing our feelings, which are are usually our deepest fears and even our desires. And also most of us 
operate with the intention of being honest in our relationships. I truly believe that we're doing this. And hopefully that includes your friendships. Because I'm putting this out to you men too. Emotionally honest with another man can be extremely scary and at the same time extremely rewarding. I think I told this in another podcast, but I'm going to tell it again because it sits with me. I have a story that 20 years ago or so, I was with a friend of mine, Adley. What's up, baby? Trying to give you a shout out, tell the story again. We were in Denmark visiting and staying with my wife's family. And my friend and I, we would love to take late night walks. My son was really small. My wife and my son would go to bed early. And in Denmark in the summertime, boy, it stays kind of light until midnight. And we would take these long walks and talk. And one night we were walking and lo and behold, a Danish police car came rolling up beside us. They got out and they just started asking us some questions. And they also wanted us to show some identification. And I had my passport in my, my father-in-law's apartment where we were staying. And so I told the officers that I needed to go into this apartment that we were close to, to get it. And I did get it, brought it out. They looked at Adley's and my identification. And we asked why we were stopped. And they said that there had been some burglaries in the area in the last couple weeks. And they felt that we were checked out fine. But right at that moment, Adley said to them, uh, could you tell me what you're going to do with the information that you have with my identification? Because he said, I have a impeccable reputation. And I got to tell you, I thought that was the funniest shit the way he said that. He didn't mean it to be funny. He was serious. He did have an impeccable reputation. At the time, he was a very respectable attorney in New York City, and he wanted it to stay that way. But I would tell that story over and over at that point where Adley would say, and I had an impeccable reputation, and I would crack up. And for years, I thought that he was laughing with me. And maybe about five years ago, I said that story again to some friends. And after I said that, Adley asked if he could talk to me. And we went outside. And he just sat with me and just looked at me with just a tender look in his face. And he said, you know, I just got to tell you, when you tell that story now, I just feel really hurt. Uh, it feels sad to me. And I got it. He was being really emotionally honest with me, saying that he was hurt when I would say that. And instead of me saying, oh, come on, brother, man, just loosen up. This shit is funny. I looked at him and said, oh, man, thank you so much for telling me that, man. I do not want to hurt you. And I vow to you, I will never then tell that story again. I don't want you to feel hurt. That was a moment of him expressing emotional honesty to me. And I wanted to hold that sacred because I wanted to of course, encourage that. But one aspect of that was we had that in our relationship that he could do that. So I'm thankful that we already had that foundation. 
but I wanted to encourage it because I want more of that in my relationships, especially with men. And when we do that with each other, men, we are becoming, again, relational heroes for the world. I truly believe that. It is not just in our intimate relationships. It's also in our relationships with other men. When we are being emotionally honest with our feelings and another man really respects that and holds that and again validates and acknowledges with appreciation, that's creating deep, intimate, connecting, authentic relationships. So I'm also going to go in this one direction where I think that we also have to be aware of when we are being emotionally dishonest. I mean, because it can even occur without even realizing it. And it can also occur without intent. So some emotionally dishonest behaviors can be avoiding conflict or confrontation, trying to protect a loved one's feelings by not admitting to our own emotions, being worried about a negative reaction of our honesty, a desire to remain detached and not to be seen as too needy, or maybe from previous bad relationships in which when we did express emotional honesty, we were punished with negative reactions or emotional abuse or reinforced by emotionally dishonesty from the other person. Sometimes emotional dishonest behavior is also learned from our childhood or our young adulthood about the dangers of being emotionally honest. Again, like suffering, punishment, or abuse, being heartbroken after making oneself vulnerable. Because in some way, many genuinely honest people, I think also find themselves being emotionally dishonest in order to not let's say, cause a fuss or to not rock the boat in their relationships. But unfortunately, emotional dishonesty will actually hurt, not help in relationships. And taking the road of emotional honesty, as we know, it's not an easy one. It can be very uncomfortable. It may involve opening yourself up to vulnerability and preparing to accept that from that vulnerability actually comes strength. But also, uncovering your deepest feelings can be shocking, they can be overwhelming, and sometimes these feelings can be very hard to accept. So, be kind to yourself. Self-compassion is also so key to this process and this practice. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like emotional honesty can be like learning a new language. You know, you can't expect to understand it without practicing and repetitive awareness. You know, it's important to be patient with yourself, like I said, or also to be patient with your loved one that's also in the process of practicing it and learning it. And learning anything new takes time that is just achieved through focused practice and also breaking the habit of emotional dishonesty, which is a real challenging habit to kick. So there's one thing that I do want to decipher because I do see it every day that people get 
somewhat confused sometimes when they think they're being emotionally honest. And what emotionally honesty is not, it's not selfish demands or disrespectful judgments or angry outbursts. Expressing a feeling is not the same as expressing demands. Okay, If you try to tell your partner what to do, you are not revealing an honest feeling. You're making a demand. And if your partner does something that bothers you, the correct way to express that is just to simply say that it bothers you. So if you tell your partner that he or she is wrong about something, you're not being honest, you're being judgmental. And while you should be free to express your beliefs and your opinions, you should respect your partner's beliefs and opinions. You know, if you try to so-called straighten your partner out, you're not being honest. You're making a disrespectful judgment. So I truly believe that the expression of a feeling should not carry that judgmental baggage with it. Just need to say that. And also, I think it goes without saying that angry outbursts are not just expressions of honesty either. You know, when people have them, they often think that they're being honest but they're just expressing their anger. And that is not usually what it is that is underneath that emotion. Sure, if you haven't expressed or said that you're angry, you could say it. You can say, I'm angry. But the expression or the outburst of anger is not necessarily you being emotionally honest. You might be sad underneath it. You might have fear underneath it. You could also have grief Because there's a loss of something, of a connection, of a feeling, of a dream. So watch those angry outbursts. You can speak to your anger instead of expressing it. Because I truly believe that it's better that you recover from the feeling of anger. Because then it will be safe to tell your spouse what is really bothering you underneath the anger. So... I wish you all lots of compassion and patience and inspiration and courage on this path of being emotionally honest and creating that environment in your relationships. So I truly believe that this path of emotional honesty is the new way of the relational hero. And I am calling upon you men to be heroic. So, how do you want to be remembered? I think that's a good question. Take the time to feel that. And when you do, take the risk to express it. That's a good first step. (laughs) Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you all make yourselves a beautiful day. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. 
Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. Oxbus.